Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. Today, we're going to continue our series of episodes with David Burns, author of the classic book, Feeling Good, which has sold millions of copies worldwide, and whose new book, Feeling Great, will be coming out in September of 2020. David is the creator of Team CBT and one of the world's most well-known popularizers of cognitive behavioral therapy. And in today's episode, you're going to be able to hear the master do his work with me. As you may recall, in episode 226, David described how Team works. And you can listen to that episode at neilsatin.com slash feelinggood3. That's the words feeling and good and then the number three, all squished together. And towards the end of that conversation, we decided that we'd do a session together to help me with the overwhelm that I had been feeling. This is right around when the pandemic hit and we were all confined to our homes, or many of us were, and for me, there was just an overwhelming amount of stuff that I was dealing with. While it feels a little vulnerable to be putting this out here, my hope is that you'll hear exactly how this work can help you transform your negative thoughts and improve the way you feel. If you'd like a transcript of this episode, you can just visit neilsatin.com slash feelinggood4, the number four, or text the word passion to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. I really hope that this episode is helpful for you in hearing exactly how we go through the process. And just to let you know, it's been a little over two months since this session, and that oppressive feeling of being overwhelmed that I was dealing with has not come back. David also did a follow-up session with me exclusively on procrastination, and that will be coming out within the next few weeks. By the way, we're also going to include a copy of David's daily mood log when you download the transcript, and you'll get to hear more about how that comes in handy during our session. I just want to remind you that Relationship Alive is an offering for you so that you can have the best relationships possible. So if you are finding the show to be helpful for yourself or for people that you love, please consider a donation to help ensure that we can continue. All you have to do is visit neilsatin.com support or text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. You can choose whatever amount feels right to you and honestly, every little bit helps. Uh, this week, I want to thank the following people for their generous support. Angie, Jules, Cynthia, Maribeth, Kent, Laura, Sarah, Dave, Michael, and Michelle. Thank you all so much for your generous and in most of those cases, ongoing support of Relationship Alive. And along with your support, this episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp, and I will tell you more about them along with a special offer later in the episode. If you're looking for help to improve the communication in your life or in your relationship, especially if things are challenging, then please do make sure that you download my free guide to my top three relationship communication secrets. 
These three simple strategies will help you stay connected no matter how challenging the conversation you're trying to have. Just visit neilsatin.com slash relate to download the guide, or you can text the word relate to the number 33444. You're probably getting the pattern here. Whether it's uh, relate or support or passion, um, all of those words, you can text them to the number 33444 and it'll get you where you need to go. All right. Um, if you have any questions for me and you'd like me to answer them on the podcast, just record yourself asking the question and email it to questions at relationshipalive.com. You can just write the question down too, but hearing your lovely voice would be so much better. And uh, I can, of course, keep you anonymous, though I don't have any of those weird robo effects to put on your voice to make to disguise your voice. So we will hear your voice, but otherwise I can keep you anonymous and answer your questions. And lastly, if you are on Facebook, please come join the absolutely free Relationship Alive community where we're creating a safe space to have conversations about relationships and related issues uh, there on Facebook. So it's the Relationship Alive community. Okay, that is it from me for the moment. So we will start at the very beginning, just as David and I were transitioning from chatting about data and statistics into talking about how I'd been doing and the overwhelm that I had been experiencing. Tell me uh, how, how you've been feeling. Hmm. So I, I was, I've been noticing that I've been feeling, I would characterize it as feeling overwhelmed, that there, there are too many things to, to organize and, um, and there's even a little bit more chaos in my life now with, um, you know, being confined more or less to my home and having responsibility to homeschool my children. And, um, and on top of that, I, there are a lot of projects that I'm trying to manage and those could be, you know, in my business and, you know, the podcast and all of that, or they could be like personal projects, like, organizing my home or making sure I stay well nourished and get enough exercise. And, um, and so lately I've been noticing that it just feels like, like the volume has, has become really loud. And, um, I, I would say that I've never been, necessarily the most organized person from like if you had the perspective of organization meaning like everything is everything is neat and tidy and you have your days planned out exactly how they're going to go like that's not me that or my approach to organization it's been generally a little bit more organic in how it unfolds and that can work up to a certain level of complexity but once things start to get more complex I've been, especially with, um, you know, the, the state of the world over the past few weeks, I've been just noticing that, um, I want to shut down instead of feeling like I'm really rising to that complexity with, with more, um, more resourcefulness. Um, 
Yeah. Before we go on, let me see if I got it right, because it sounds like what I was telling you, I've been confronting. Oh, yeah. Recently. Yeah. Uh, that uh, you're, you've been feeling overwhelmed mm-hmm. uh, because you're just getting too many things that have, have to be organized. And, uh, and now that you're confined to home, you've got homeschooling, which t- takes a lot of energy and effort and, and, and personal projects and business projects, uh, many of which are probably fun and exciting, uh, but it just feels like the volume has become loud. You're, 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 there's, there's too much stuff happening. And then on top of that, you're, you're, you're feeling like you're not organized, that, that you don't work in that kind of obsessive manner, but in an intuitive, organic manner. Just, just like today, for, for example, mm-hmm. I, I, and I do the same thing. Like I was, I'm supposed to work on my app with some colleagues. I tell them well, I've got something really great going on here with, with, with Neil and, uh, but I'll pick up with you l- later in the day. <clears throat> but that, that, you know, and, and so I, I don't like to have a schedule. I, I like to work intuitively in my office. I have things piled up all over in here. Out of uh, view know. of the camera right now. Yeah, Just yeah, 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 I could, I could, I, I could show you. Uh, you know, stacks this high on my on my desk of stuff, <laughs> but it's 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 quasi organized. But it, I let it get disorganized, and then once a week I try to force myself to file things, and then I f- I feel much much better. But I like to make things happen and just set things down. You know, when I'm done with with them, and it sounds like a little of that is happening to you. You you like things to unfold organically, and then when there's too much and everything gets complex. And it's too demanding to keep up on top of all of these multiple things happening at the same time. You you feel like like you want to like you just, you just want to maybe shut down and, and escape and maybe a little like myself. Sometimes I think I gee I mean do I need an app? Do do I need you know another fantastic podcast or good podcast or whatever? And little Misty or feral cat we adopted she'll swing by and rub up against my legs and give me a meow saying, you know, time for some candy or some lovies. Do you have some time, daddy? And, uh, and I find myself, uh, f- feeling, feeling really torn and wanting to, to spend more time on some things of, of that level. Did, did I, did I get it right so far? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, um, right down to the, like, it, it ends up feeling a little bit like procrastination or, um, you know, the, here's an example. And this is just one of, of many things. Um, I did two live events last year that I mentioned to you. One, Terry real came here to Portland, Maine and, uh, the other John and Julie Gottman came here and both of them I filmed and I've been wanting to get the films, the videos edited and out the door so that people can see them. And, um, and honestly, that could be a source of revenue for me to, um, make up for the cost of filming both of those things. Yeah. And, um, and the, the Gottman event, I mean, that's two, two and a half hours. So really all I've needed to do is take two and a half or three hours and sit down and watch it and, and come up with some notes and send them to my video guy. And I've had that 
sitting on my desk, so to speak, my virtual desk since October when the event happened. And obviously I've had three hours, but I, I can think of a million other things I've done with my three hours. Um, and that, and I think when, when the volume increases, like I was talking about, then, um, so does the visibility of all the things that aren't getting done. Like I start, and then it becomes really hard to prioritize because each thing calls loudly to me. Oh, there's this thing you haven't done that you could have done three months ago. And then there's this other thing. And for me, I end up just doing, you know, what I need to do. So every week I need to create a podcast um, that's important to me. And I've managed to do that more or less, except for, you know, in the depths of when my marriage was ending, I, I had to, I had to stop for a minute or two there, but for the most part, like I'm getting that done. Um, but all the ways that I want to grow my practice and my work and just myself as a human, I end up feeling like I'm falling short. Um, right. Um, I'm sorry to hear about your, 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 your marriage ending. Um, can imagine that was a source of angst and yeah and 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 stress uh, but you're 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 saying that in a way it, you you feel like you're procrastinating but what the, the what the issue is, is is that you have all these creative things that you could do uh, like uh, listen to the the Gottman event in the, up, up in Maine so that you could think about how to edit it and maybe market it, get some some extra revenue. Could could be uh, exciting, generate interest among your fans, generate more more fans. Uh, but there's so many of these maybe cool, exciting things that you could be doing. You're noticing all these things that that you could be doing. There, that you say they they shout out to you. They're they're all you know, worthwhile and, and, and interesting, <clears throat> but you find that you have to take what energy you have, you know, just to do the things you, you have to do, like uh, uh, doing uh, doing the essentials, doing a, doing a podcast every week, and that, that these, you're not feeling the motivation to, or maybe even having the time and resources mm -hmm. to, to do you know, probably a, a significant list of of really cool things that you could be doing. Probably most of which would be, you know, reasonably successful, if not tremendously successful. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the dream is uh, that each of those things they they come with the allure of the impact that it could make or um, the. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think when I look at everything that I'm doing, I mean, I used the word organic earlier, and my life has kind of evolved organically um, in a way that generally I look at and I think, wow, this is beautiful. And, and like I look back at how everything that's come together and woven its way together to create what's what happens now you know i worked in technology for a long long time and so much of what i do now would have been a lot more challenging if i didn't have that background um and and i can also look at each of these ideas and think like wow that could be 
amazing or that could be a piece of this puzzle and and I and the puzzle starts to take shape in front of me and that gets exciting um and I have an idea yeah. let's not work together on any project <laughs> because that's what's happening to me too and, and these things expand exponentially like all, all of your skills start coming together and then you start thinking wow i could do this and i could do that and i and i could do this and i, I could do that i you know I, what what you're saying is uh, uh that, that there there's an allure a dream uh, and that your life has evolved organically and is kind of coming to fruition on ma on many different levels, and the things that you worked hard to learn are now available to 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 be you know creating things that would would just have a, a, a tremendous beneficial impact on others and and benefits benefits f for yourself. But maybe you're saying, oh my gosh, when when you know, do I really want to have to do all of that right now? Um, right. There's, there's some, well, you know what the, the voice that actually, that I hear is something like, um, I've never, like, I've never been able to be that organized. And so, yeah. so it's like, I don't, I'm not sure I can. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's almost like the like there's that hesitation. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what the image is that's like coming to me, but it's like, you know, there are any number of starting gates. Like there's the starting gate of finishing the, the projects or the, there's the starting gate of like, let's just create a meal plan so that yeah, I'm a little, I feel a little bit more organized around my nutrition and nourishment. Um, any one of those starting gates, like I'm sort of, I find myself caught a moment before that where I'm like, wow, I could go that way. I could go that way. And even when I step up to one, I'm often hearing the call of the others. You, you talked about the magic button earlier in our conversation. And for me, the, the magic button would be like the elf that somehow knows exactly where this is all going and just shows up every day with my daily agenda and says, you just do these things and trust me and it's all going to work out just fine. And, and all I would have to do is those things and, and everything that I wanted to get done would happen and the structure to support my personal wellness as well as the wellness of my clients and listeners and the wellness of my business and my children and like all like that would just ripple out just from taking those actions. And what's funny is that I know like that it all boils down to what you do in any given moment. Like that's what life is. Life is like how you, what you do in this moment. And then in the next moment, um, sometimes that just feels like the biggest hurdle to me. And it, it matters more now than ever because of that additional chaos that's that's in the system yeah uh, so in 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 an ideal world that you're you're having a, a little elf bring you a, a do list every day and mm -hmm. the elf has figured out what are the essentials and the order in which to do them in order to to fit everything in 
uh, and uh, and then it's all going to kind of ripple out, and all these wonderful things are going to happen. But then you're saying life life is a series of moments, and it's kind of hard for you to you know get get on board and 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 feel motivated to to tackle all these things because once you think of well let, let's work on the the uh, you know starting gate for let's create an eating plan and uh, and 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 then once you you think about stepping up and and working on that you start hearing the call of all these other things mm-hmm. that 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 you should uh, should be doing and maybe. Uh, end up feeling or getting a bit a, a bit p- paralyzed. Can can I suggest we switch just temporarily to to the daily mood log? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have one there? And at the top it says upsetting event, and that could just just be like could could be this morning or right now or you know. Yeah, I mean, I would for an upsetting event. Let's just say an upsetting event would be a day that's gone by where I didn't where I feel like I didn't get enough done. Okay. Uh, okay. So uh, is that right now feeling like yesterday you didn't get enough done? Sure. Okay. So put that on the upsetting of event day when I, 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 I didn't, I didn't get enough done yeah, and you just write that down. Yeah. I'm actually did already. I, I didn't yet, but I'm opening this in a little PDF editor things so that I can, editing oh, okay. right on the document so okay great yeah and then you you see that so that's the upsetting event that now we want to see what your emotions are and the first category is sad blue depressed down unhappy are you feeling some of those definitely tell me which ones and i'll circle them or maybe you can circle them or highlight them yeah i would your- say kind of down and mm-hmm. unhappy uh those and and how strong uh, are those between zero and a hundred? Um. So uh, yeah, at the end of a day, I'd say it's like an eighty-five or ninety. Okay, then put eighty-five to ninety in the percent now column. Okay. That's that, and 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 see, that's important because uh, just a minor point. You're such a warm, upbeat person. Yeah. So people interacting with you wouldn't know that you're feeling that unhappy inside. That that's why why it's great it's great to measure because that's almost the most intense unhappiness a human being can have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, how, how do you feel anxious, worried, panicky, nervous, or frightened? Um. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? All of them? Um. Yeah. I mean, if I if I like touch into worried, maybe a little less worried, a little more on the panicky side, a little more on the nervous yeah. side, a little yeah. less on the frightened side. Yeah. But it's. I mean, it's all definitely there. Yeah. Anxious for sure. Yeah, like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and how strong does that get between uh, eighty uh, zero and a hundred? Um, I would say, wow, if I compare that to sadness, I would, I would have actually said that that's a little bit more, but it's, so maybe the, the sadness is more like 80 to 85 and then the anxious is more like 85 to 90. Um, but at the end of the day, when I'm feeling that feeling of like, oh, I didn't get enough done, then yeah, there's like the kind of 
the sadness that comes with that. And then, yeah, there's the, the anxiety of like, you know, I, I work for myself and I, I, and I'm also in charge of my own, like showing up for my life. And yeah, there's that sense of like, oh, if I don't do this, like no one's going to do this for me. So, um, it's all yeah. dependent on me. Yeah. So, all right. That was a long winded way of saying 85 to 90 as well. Great. Great. Now, do you feel uh, guilty, remorseful, bad, or ashamed? Um, yeah, I would say probably mostly Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, like, you, you're you a capable person. Like, you should be able to do this and figure this out. Um, By the way, I'm also writing down negative thoughts in the uh -huh. negative thought column. And I just wrote down, I should be able to, to do this and uh, figure figure this this out. And when that thought goes through your mind, how strongly do you believe it between zero and a hundred? Um, that I believe I should be able to figure this out. Mm -hmm. that, that's a that's a one hundred. Yeah, for okay. sure. So I'm going to put one hundred in the percent now column, the belief okay. column. And again, you were about to tell me how guilty, remorseful, bad, or ashamed. Do you have any <laughs> of those feelings? I'm I'm starting to feel guilty that these are all so high. But yeah, I. I like I would just put that all at like in again in eighty five to ninety. Okay, I always right. feel like I've got you know the glimmer of like a, there there is always that piece of me that's like it's all going to be okay. You're fine. That, so that that still lives in those moments. Sure, but, sure. Yeah. But that's that's really intense. The guilt and shame mm -hmm. and feeling bad. And then uh, do you feel inferior, worthless, inadequate, defective, or incompetent? Shit. Yeah, I do. All of them, or, or some of them, or <laughs> no wonder this is so horrible. Yeah, um, yeah. I wouldn't say worthless. I would say it probably is. It's probably inadequate, in defective, not incompetent. Yeah. Okay. So somewhere and in how, there. How strong are those? <clears throat> Um, that's more in probably like the 65 to 70% range. Okay. And do you feel lonely, unloved, unwanted, rejected, alone, or abandoned? That I do not okay, feel we'll put as a zero much. there. You feel embarrassed, yeah. foolish, humiliated, or self-conscious? Um, I would give, make that a 50. There oh, and which, which feelings? Embarrassed, foolish, humiliated, self-conscious. <clears throat> well, it's only in my own eyes. Like, I don't think sure. anyone else really, I mean, except sure. now, of course, everyone who's listening knows this is what Neil goes through at the end of a, of a day where he hasn't yeah. gotten enough time. Yeah, this is this very is the reality. what we're doing. This It'll be interesting to see what kind of feedback you get. I, yeah. I you're going to be get an overwhelming number of uh, fan responses. We'll see. Um, yeah, so I would say like embarrassed, um, mm -hmm. not foolish, not so much self-conscious, but humiliated. Yeah, that's why it's sort of in that okay. range. And yeah, 50. I'd say fifty. 
Yeah. 50. You feel hopeless, discouraged, pessimistic, yeah. despairing? Yeah, definitely not despairing, discouraged for sure. That would that's the one that jumps out at me most and how strong is that? Um I would say that's an 85. Great. Sure. Yeah. Right. Uh you feel frustrated, stuck, thwarted or defeated? That's probably like a 95%. Uh-huh. And all of those are called, um, yeah. 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 And do you feel angry, mad, resentful, annoyed, irritated, upset, or furious? I'm annoyed and irritated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are, and those are probably in the seventy percent range. Right. Any other emotions that I I, I haven't asked about? So far, we've got sad and down and unhappy. We've got the whole anxiety cluster, intense. We've got the 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 uh, the guilty and shame clusters, intense, a little inadequate and effective, and a little embarrassed and humiliated, quite a bit actually, and 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 very discouraged, eighty five, and and frustrated, ninety five, and annoyed and irritated, seventy. Anything else? Like overwhelmed? Yeah, I mean, if we had overwhelmed in there. That would that would be super high um, if it gets its own category. Yep. Um, yeah, I'd I'd put that at ninety five percent. Ninety five, great. Now, um, let let me ask you what what some of your negative thoughts are when you're right when you're feeling this way, or even you know at this moment. Like you said, I should be able to to figure this out, and you believe that a hundred. You also said no one will do this for me. That's probably not a distorted thought. I jotted it down. Um, uh, and then I'm not sure I can be that organized. That, that's a good negative thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how much do you believe that one? Um, I'm, I would put that at probably 85%. 85, great. And what are some more of your negative thoughts when you're feeling down, guilty, anxious, defective, Um, embarrassed? Yeah, it would be things like, um, I'm, I'm failing. I'm failing. yeah. Yeah. How much do you believe that one? Um, in those moments, Mm-hmm. That would be ninety, ninety-five percent. Ninety-five. I mean, I wrote that down. I'm failing. That's an excellent one. What What are some more negative thoughts? Things Things that you tell yourself. Um. Oh, good. I'm seeing this goes on to another page. I was like, I'm, I'm, oh, oh, I'm going to oh, run yeah. out of space. We have more daily mood <laughs> logs too. Um. time like there's not enough time okay yeah or i'm like there's no way that i can there there's no way i will be able to do this is maybe there's not enough time i mean there's they kind of overlap with each other a little bit you will make that one thought there's not enough time and no way i can can do all all of this how's that yeah and then how, how much do you believe that one um yeah, like a hundred, hundred, sure, percent, sure. And what are some more? Th- uh, that that's kind of the uh, discouraged thought. 
Yeah. And the frustrated thought, um, what, what, what's the inadequate and defective thought? Um, well, the I'm not capable of doing this, that's, that's definitely okay. the defective. There's, um, yep, sure. Yeah. Let's write that down. Number that's thought number five, I think. Yeah. I'm not capable of, of, of doing this. And then what is this defined as? This is, um, okay. So this could be two things. This could be getting organized and executing on that. Yeah. Okay. Or this could be sort of the result. Like I'm not capable of the success or the goals that I want. Achieving my goals. Yeah. Okay, great. And then that's a, that's a really well-stated one. Um, and uh, how, how much do you believe that between zero and 100? I'm not capable of, of, of getting organized. I'm not capable of, of achieving my goals. I mean, in those moments, it, it's not how I live my day, though I guess I do come in and out of that. It's so wild to just really kind of see that in, in front yep. of me that way. Um, I would put that at an 85 or 90. Yeah, yeah 90. By the way, I, it's like going in and out of a trance. Like when you get in there, it seems to totally true. Yeah. And then when you recover, uh, it's such a radical shift. It's like you're in, almost like you're in a different reality. Yeah. That makes sense um, to me. Uh, any other negative thoughts? We've got some, some super ones here. Um, let me just see if anything else like jumps out at me. Um, ooh, I don't know. This one feels kind of risky to say. My father was right. Great. Okay. And uh, uh, t tell us what, what, what that means. Um, how, how, how you're feeling right at this moment. Well, um, I, I can hear his voice, you know, at a young age, like kind of accosting me around, like, you gotta, you gotta get, like, you got to figure this out. You got to clean your room. You got to get organized. You'll never, you'll never succeed if you, if you can't figure this out. So I hear that. And, um, and on the flip side of it, there's a part of me that, you know, would love his blessing in terms of what I do with my life. And, um, it might, um, it might shock people to learn that I don't, I definitely haven't gotten it explicitly, whether he does feel it and he's just keeping it to himself. That's, that's possible. But, um, you know, my father, his career, he was a clinical psychologist and, uh, there have just been a lot of times where I've wished that he could also see the value in, in what I do and how I'm, 
how I'm showing up in the world and how I'm contributing. Is he still alive? He is. Yep. It, 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 uh, or, 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 do you feel sad when you think about that? Or angry? Or Yeah, I mean, we could do a whole nother <laughs> mood log on that one. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, for sure, he it's... Um, it's a source of sadness and anger that I've dealt with for most of my adult life. And, uh, and I, because he's alive, I hold out the hope that at some point there will be some sort of redemption in that way. Um, but it hasn't, hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot about, and and just to be clear, I, I think I said this one other time when I talked about my dad on the show. Um, you know, I love him dearly, and um, and then there are things about him that I just don't understand, and that aren't. I, I'm, I may never understand them. You know, there he's. There's a level of um, opaqueness in terms of how he lives his life and his choices, and um. I guess I'm just like, like, uh, I would just like a little bit more from him, a little more engagement and support. Well, I feel sad and, and really close to you based on what, what you're saying right now, or what you've said the entire time we've been, we've been talking. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I can, identify with it on a, on a personal level too because I've been uh, experiencing a little conflict with with my own son uh, ju just just yesterday kind kind of kind of erupted a little bit and we were both pretty angry with each other and uh, f feeling unappreciated and unloved and uh, uh, we were, were trying to talk it out but a little bit but uh, there was such an, an explosive level of, of of anger, like it was what wasn't wasn't working, and and he also loves loves me a lot, and uh, really admires you know what I've done, but maybe doesn't always feel like his dad appreciates him. Mm. It's it, it very very similar to what you're saying, and I was a kind of at at, at wit's end and uh, very very anxious, very um, you know feeling kind of ashamed too, and and uh hurt and uh, and he was uh, sitting at the dining room table doing some work with a colleague and on, on on impulse i know he likes physical touch and so i just went in, went up and started massaging his shoulders and he indicated he was really loving that and 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 then i just kind of leaned over on his back and and hugged him, and then he he got up and turned around. You know, gave me a, a wonderful hug. It was really a a beautiful moment. And, and sometimes I think that out of you know intense anger, if you hang in there in a relationship, then really really beautiful things can 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 happen. But it, I'm sure it was so painful for him, and has been painful for him to feel like his dad doesn't really 
appreciate him, and I'm so filled with admiration for for him and his uh, his ethical qualities, his idealism, his incredible te- technical skills, his uh, his love, his 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 his, his worth work ethic but it's it's so easy for fathers and sons to to disconnect and sometimes never connect my dad was a a lutheran minister and he was uh, i i just admired him when i was little and loved him so much and thought i'd be a minister and then we kind of drifted drifted apart, and I began to to see things that uh, really hurt me and and turned me off, and 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 so we we never really did did reconcile. I felt kind of judged, and he was very rigid, and you know, if you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to go to hell, and you know, st- stuff that was seemed harsh to, to me. Mm. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you'll you'll find a way to, to to connect with your your dad. But I can I I can certainly identify with how incredibly painful that is for you. And you have achieved such a fantastic amount. You know, if a, a father could ever have a son to be proud of, you're 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 the you're the son. And but I I can see you're hurting an awful lot. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, I just want to say too, like that, um, that, that the space exists between you and your son to be able to do that and that you would recognize his, you know, his love language and, um, and show up in that way is such a gift. And it was really moving to hear you describe that. Yeah. I I felt really lucky that that, that, that happened. Um, Generally, there's a path to intimacy when you're upset upset with people. I have the philosophy: the angrier, more hurt you feel with someone, the, the more fantastic potential for for a loving connection and reconciliation and and more. But it's like, what what is the path? Well, that's a conversation for for another day. Yeah. But uh, my father was right when you say that. You know how much believable. Is that? <laughs> um, so in those moments, um, my father was right. That's uh, eighty-five or so. Eighty-five, sure. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I feel so so close to you right now, and uh, uh, you know, the, I, I think many people are going to be touched by the, the reality. And the openness and vulnerability you're you're bringing to this, and probably to to all of your podcasts. Um, any other ne- negative thoughts? Um, well, the the only other one that really jumps out for me would be something like I'm going to be. Um, I'll be unhealthy, um, weak, and broke. Like that. That's that's what's gonna happen. Oh, great! And then, how much do you believe that one? Um, that's less. So I would say that's in like a 
like the 60, 65 percent. 65. And so just to review your negative thoughts in reverse order, I'm going to be unhealthy, weak, and broke. My father was right about me. I'm not capable of getting organized and, and achieving my goals. Um, there, there's not enough time and no way I can do all of this, all the things I have to do and all the things I, I want to do. I'm failing. I should be able to do this and figure this out. And I'm, I'm not really sure I, I can be that organized, organized enough to, to do all the, the things on my plate. And, uh, and then perhaps the uh, no one will do this for me. You, you had mentioned zero, unlonely, unloved, unwanted, rejected, alone, and abandoned. But when you say no one will do this for me, is that does that cause some feelings of being alone at all or, or not? <sighs> You gave a yeah, zero on it, which I is fine. I guess so. <laughs> I guess it's true. Yeah, there's there's that sense of like I'm in this by myself. Yeah. 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 And then uh, wh when you have that that thought, then h how alone would you be feeling? Um. Yeah, like an eighty. An eighty. Okay, yeah. good. And so you're feeling overwhelmed, irritated. Frustrated, discouraged, embarrassed, alone, inadequate, guilty, ashamed, maybe intensely anxious, and very sad, down, down, and un unhappy. So, how how am I doing right now in terms of of getting you and understanding how you're thinking and how you're feeling? And and uh, are you to what extent are you feeling a sense of uh, compassion or or acceptance? If you were to grade me on empathy so far, would you give me a A, a B, a C, a D? I'd I'd give you an A on for empathy. Yeah, I mean and, I and feel like going through this helps me see myself for one thing and what's happening in those moments and um, and the attention that you're giving to the language that I'm using and, and encouraging me to get specific and, um, and telling me about your experience with your son and your dad and, and really kind of pausing with me in that. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel seen. Okay. Um, um, we, we've kind of just from a, Brief teaching point of view, we've done the T because we've done testing. We know exactly how you're feeling, and we'll do that again at the end of the session. And we've done uh, s s some empathy. Now, we want to take a look at uh, A, assessment of, of, of resistance. And l l let me ask you this question. Uh, you, you've talked about some, some things that are very powerful and, and very personal and very important. And... And is there there's something here that that you would want help with? And is this a good time for us to, to get to work? Or do you need more time to kind of talk and, and have me listen and provide support? Because that's important and I don't want to, you know, jump in prematurely. I think that both my excitement for being able to do this with you and my frustration at like how persistent this has been leads me to want to like do the work. 
Okay. Um, now, let me ask you this question. So, suppose at the end of our session today, you say, wow, that was better than, you know, French fries or, or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, and, and kind of miracle happens. Uh, what, what miracle would, would you be hoping for? What change, if, if, if this was a really wonderful experience, what would change by the end of our session? Um, okay, if a miracle were to happen, then I would feel I'd feel totally capable. I'd have a sense of how to prioritize and where to start. And, and I would feel like a certain measure of trust in the path and the, the unfolding that like, that I could see it. I could see how it's all going to work, how it's all going to be okay. Um, yeah. Okay. That, that's a good goal. Now let me, let me uh, ask you to imagine that we have a, a magic button. I can send you a nice red magic button if you want for your show notes. Uh, I want someone in my Tuesday class, her husband's a graphic guy, and he made a magic button, a red magic <laughs> button for me. It's, it looks, awesome. it's very neat looking. But if we had this magic button, let's say if you pressed it, all your negative thoughts and feelings would instantly disappear in a flash. You become euphoric, and you'd feel joy and confidence and trust, and you'd feel totally capable. And you know, would 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 you press the magic button? Um, yeah, I definitely would. Okay, that's what most people say. <laughs> um, and um, I, I don't have a magic button, but I've got some some uh, really uh, wonderful techniques. Uh, and uh, but but I'm not sure it would be a, a good idea to to use those techniques and cause all these negative thoughts and feelings to to disappear that there might be some unanticipated losses there. And so if you can take a piece of paper and put positives uh, on it, and we're going to make a list of, of, of positives, uh, uh, and, uh, and we're going to ask two questions about each negative feeling or negative thoughts as well as you like, and we're going to ask two questions about it. What are some benefits or advantages of this type of negative feeling, like feeling sad, fe feeling anxious, fe feeling guilty, whatever? And the, and the second question is, what does this kind of feeling show about me and my core values as a human being that's beautiful uh, and awesome and positive? And so this, this is the opposite of the way uh, most mental health professionals and people look at it, we say, oh, Neil has this defect, this problem that, that has to be fixed. This is all the stuff that's wrong with you. And, and I'm going to go in the opposite direction here uh, and, and, and see what this shows about you that, that's really quite, quite the opposite of defective. Let's just start out with sad, down, and unhappy. You're, you're feeling 85% sad down and unhappy mm -hmm. so one what are 
what does that show about you that's um, that's beautiful, positive, and awesome? Show about you and your core your core values. Um. You're sad because you yeah. have a lot of exciting projects that that you're not getting to, among other things. Right. I mean, sorry, I'm just making a note here that, yeah, for me that shows um, on that I, well, on one level that I'm ambitious. Um, okay, so let's just stop for, for a second. Okay. Uh, put down uh, ambitious. Okay. The sadness shows that I'm. Is is that real? Is that true? Um, Are yeah, you ambitious? I am ambitious. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that a, is that a good thing? I think so. Yeah. Uh huh. Is that important? It's super important. It's, is that powerful? It's part of what drives me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's part of what, and, and you've achieved a lot. Could we add that too? Add what? Your, your ambition has caused you to achieve. For sure, yeah. Is that important? Very important. Okay, let's add, uh, have, have achieved uh, a lot. And, and just to bracket it for our listeners, because this is so new to people, even mental health professionals, some have not been able to learn how to do this. They're so used to thinking about these things as bad. But notice if you press the magic button, you'll become euphoric. Euphoric about the fact that there's all these projects you're not getting to. You see what I mean? Right, because I would, I would feel excited. I would just feel like, okay, I'm going to, I will, like I am going to do these things. Um, right, and that's, and that's a benefit, but at the same time, if you weren't feeling sad, it would be like you didn't value these things. Right. And the intensity of your sadness shows the intensity of your ambition and your desire to, to make a contribution. Definitely. You see that? Yeah. Yep. So um, uh, we, we could, we, we could, uh, could we also say uh, that your, your sadness shows uh, results in your self-criticisms show that you have high standards? Um. Yeah, definitely. Could we add high standards to the list of positives? Okay. So we have three things so far. You're ambitious, you've achieved a lot, and, and you have, have, have high, high, high standards. Um, uh, let, we could add more to sad, but let's look at some more of the categories. You're, 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 you're very uh, anxious. Okay. Uh, about as anxious as a human being can be, 85 to 90%. What are some benefits of, of your anxiety, and what does your anxiety show about you that's that's positive and awesome? Um, I have a strong sense of responsibility. Okay, add that uh, uh, re- response responsibility. Uh, is is that true? That I have that sense of responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Uh huh. Is that uh, uh, powerful? Yep. Uh, is that important? Very important. Yeah. So there, there, there's an awesome thing. What are some other cool things about uh, your anxiety? Panic. Um, yeah, this one's hard for me. 
Well, they're all hard at first. Uh, you'll, <laughs> okay. you'll get it. This is something you get into. Uh, it, it takes a few minutes to unfold, and the fact that it's hard may, will make it much more effective for for the listeners. So that for, I sh- for the integrity of what 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 we're doing, because this isn't Great. cheerleading. This is taking negative feelings and saying what's beautiful about that feeling and what are, what's beneficial. So if you press the magic button, you won't be anxious at all. Right. So the the anxiety. Well, there's something about it that creates fuel to to take action. Put that down. Uh, um, it, it, it's it's fuel to to take action, and if I can add to that, it also um, reminds you is a powerful reminder that you need to take action. Mm. Yeah, like you're in, you're in danger, right? And, and so you won't be be complacent about all the things that that you'd like to be doing, right? It's challenge like i don't find oh i don't know if this is true but theoretically it's not the strongest place to be acting from from a place of fear versus like being right. driven in a you know with more of an inner state of ease um but yeah that's true it's um it's, it's a two-edged sword. All all feelings are two-edged swords. But just to look at the positive side of them, it, it, it reminds you that there's a lot of cool stuff that that you, you'd like to be doing that 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 you're that you're putting off. So yeah. it, it keeps your eye <laughs> on on what needs to be done. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so do you? Can you add that? How would you word that and add that to your list? Um. Well, it does tie into the fuel, the the drive. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's like right. It, it tells me that I'm doing things that are important. Oh, yes. Right. It tells you that you're doing things that are important. Is, is that desirable? Yeah. Could put, put that down. I'm doing important things. Important uh, things. Uh, uh, that 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 sounds very very uh, very important to 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 notice that. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, let, let's talk about your um, your your feeling guilty, remorseful, but bad, ashamed. What what does that show about you? That's positive and awesome. Um. I think that ties into some of the things we've already said, like about um, having high standards mm-hmm. um, and the sense of responsibility. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Yeah. And how about a moral compass? For sure, moral uh, compass, uh, and and you, I th- and I think a belief in myself too. Yeah. Are those add those to 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 your list? Yeah, because if you didn't believe in yourself, you you would just say, "Oh well, I'm not capable of doing anything." So what what the heck, and and not be upset about it. Right. Whereas, like when I don't do things, I feel guilty because I'm because I know somewhere deep down that I'm that I am capable, and that's why it's so weird to be stuck sure. not getting sh- things done. Yeah. 
Yeah. Beautiful. So those are three great benefits of guilt. Now, you, you feel uh, uh, defective and inadequate. Uh, what are some really wonderful things about feeling defective and inadequate? <laughs> um, what is wonderful? What does that reveal about my values that I'm feeling defective and inadequate? Um. Well, again, this does tie into other things that we've said, and especially what we were just saying about feeling capable. I think that there's also uh, like I want to be a role model, you know, particularly for my kids. Could you put that down? Yeah. On your list is that important? That is very important. Okay, put that down. Um, I just thought of six more awesome things about feeling defective and inadequate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me some of them? Yeah, <laughs> is sure. Is that cheating? Sure. No, no. This is a collaboration, and okay, it's hard great. to see these things at first. When I developed this technique, it took me a long time to, to, to f discover all the fantastic things about all the negative feelings. The two hardest ones for me, hopelessness was the second hardest, and then when I discovered what was awesome about that that was like a slam dunk and then the last one was frustration i couldn't think of anything good about frustration and finally i was in some kind of internet cafe having a cup of coffee and there were all these people on their their computers so i just said out loud i'm trying to find out the good thing about negative emotions but i can't think of anything good about frustration can anyone think of anything and then this fellow shouted out and I suddenly saw what was awesome about frustration. Are you going to say what he shouted out? No, you have to listen to the next show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being silly. I want to get back to your list. But he, he shouted out, it shows you haven't given up on your goals. Mm, wow. Isn't that cool? That's amazing. Yeah. They, they're all amazing. But I'll tell you some more things about being defective and inadequate. It seems to me that it shows that you're you're honest and that you have integrity because you, you do have many flaws. Mm. Is that true, that you do have many flaws? I, I am not perfect. So when you say you're defective and inadequate, that, are you showing that you're, you're accepting the fact and, and you're honestly looking at the fact? Yeah, I'm willing to be honest about that, too. Is that important? Yeah. Let add that to the list. W willing to be honest about, about, my, about my flaws. Uh, for, for example, some, some, some people in the world blame everyone else for their problems. Mm -hmm. But when, right. when you say... That you're defective and defective and inadequate. Could it be that 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 you're being accountable? Yeah, that I'm that I hold myself accountable. Is is that true? That is true. Is that important? Yeah, it seems seems really important. Is it powerful? Yeah. Again, what comes up for me is that it's somewhat paradoxical because what we're talking about are behaviors that don't seem to suggest that I'm holding myself accountable. 
but it is important to me. Yeah, put so put that down, and and we'll we'll get to those behaviors and everything in a little bit. But right now, it's good enough to see that you that you 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 do hold yourself accountable, and and that that's that's very uh, very desirable. Yeah, David, we do need to take just a quick break so I can mention this week's sponsor. If you are looking for some extra support around the things that are getting in the way of your happiness or achieving your goals. One great way you can do that is from the comfort of your own home or office or anywhere really, uh, and they are BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can chat with them via text at any time, and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions all without having to go anywhere. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. They also offer a broad range of expertise so that you can find the person most suited to helping you with your own unique situation. So whether it's depression, stress, anxiety, overwhelm, trauma, anger, family conflicts, whatever is up for you, try out BetterHelp to help you move past the places where you are stuck. To start living a happier life today, you can try BetterHelp and you can get an extra 10% off your first month for being a Relationship Alive listener. Just visit betterhelp.com slash alive and join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash alive. And thank you, BetterHelp, for your support of the Relationship Alive podcast and our mission. And now I'm going to get right back to my session with David Burns. So we have three benefits of defective and inadequate. It shows that you want to be a role model, especially for your children. It shows that you're willing to be honest uh, about your flaws rather than denying them. Oh, I had another thought about that one too. It shows you're willing to hold yourself accountable. And and would it also be true that when you you feel defective and inadequate, it shows that you have a sense of humility? Yeah. Is that important? Very important to me. Add add that. Yeah. Add add that to to the list. And um, I don't know if you're at, at all... Uh, spiritual, but is is humility a, a, a spiritual quality? Yeah, for me, when I when I feel those moments of feeling just kind of the the interconnectedness of all things, and kind of marveling at how miraculous existence is. Yeah, that that comes with a with a if feel I, I would call it humility. Yeah. Yeah. That it's it's not self-effacing. It's just like yeah, right. Realizing yeah. like, wow, I'm a I'm just a part of something that's so much bigger than me. Yeah, yeah. Is that important? Yeah. Is that powerful? Very. Uh huh. And and is that just theoretical BS, or are people right now who are listening? Well, they won't be listening until you publish this. But uh, w- will they be feeling close to you? Because of your humility and your vulnerability, I hope so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, w- would that be a, a good thing too? It would. F- it would be great if that was the result. Yeah. 
one we'll find, results. find out, but could, could we say uh, th- this allows me to, to, to be close to others? Is, is that true? Definitely. Add that. Is that important? Yes, very important. Yeah. See, like I told you about a huge failure I, 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 I had, you know, even yesterday. Yeah, um, it's, it's something I actually really have appreciated about all our conversations is that you're, that you own those things all yeah. the time. Yeah. 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 And I appreciate those and, and others as well. And, and, and especially you, you're some kind of, to my way of thinking, some superstar, <laughs> and um, and then when I talk to you, you're you're this this kind, humble, vulnerable person, and it's it's uh, r- r- really a fantastically positive thing. Mm. But anyway, let's let's push ahead here. Uh, you, you feel alone, eighty percent. What what what's great about feeling alone? Like you say, I have to do this all myself, and you feel alone. Um, well, I've, I value connection. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> Add that to, to your list, value connection. I, I, is that, uh, important? Yeah, it's, I, I live by that. Mm-hmm. Is that powerful? Very powerful. Okay. So that, that's a good one. What's, um, what's wonderful about uh, being embarrassed and humi- humiliated? Um, yeah, this seems to loop back on, um, just having high standards and, mm-hmm. and goals and, um, wanting, I mean, deep down, I think I want my life to have meant something. Put that down. Yeah. I, I, I want my, my, my life uh, to have meant, meant something. Is that true? Yeah. Is, is that important? Very important. Is that yeah. powerful? Yep. Yeah. Um, and one other thing about embarrassed and humiliated, that this seems to mean others will see me as, as less than mm. embarrassment. And, and, and uh, so it, perhaps it shows that, that you're yearning, to, again, to be close to others and to show them something that good and, and, your, and your father as, as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. How would you put that? Um, that, um, well, you know, what comes up for me actually is the, is valuing acceptance and I don't know, I feel like maybe I'm not doing this one right, but. Um, oh wait a minute! The Buddha said acceptance is the greatest change a human being can make. <laughs> so valuing acceptance—that seems like a pretty, pretty good thing. That, that you want people to accept you and to feel close to you. I do, and I want others to feel that way with me as well. Yeah. So yeah. put 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 that down. Value acceptance. That. Uh, uh, in fact, I don't know if you're familiar with the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, in the opening sentence, they, they, they quote the Buddha. Uh, and uh, the opening sentence, as you may recall, is um, acceptance rocks. <laughs> and you know the second sentence? What? Also quoting Buddha, shame sucks. <laughs> anyway, pushing ahead here. Uh, discouraged. Uh, what, what, what's great about feeling discouraged? Um, maybe a little hopeless. Yeah, is that I have a vision. Mm, put that down. I have, have a vision. Yeah, lots, lots of visions, actually. Mm -hmm. Right. What, what else is great feeling discouraged about making your visions a reality? That's what we're really talking about. Well, what's awesome about that? How could that be a good thing? Um, it, it's another thing that keeps me, keeps me going. I think... Um, like it goes hand in hand with perseverance. Okay, are are you someone who perseveres? So far, we'll put that down for <laughs> perseverance. Uh, there, there's several other really great things about hopelessness and and and, and depression. Uh huh. It's hard to see these things for the first time. Okay, I'm gonna. Um, I'm listening. Well, one one thing they keep your expectations low so so you don't get uh, your hopes up and then and get disappointed again mm -hmm. like when people are hopelessly depressed then they don't say oh burns is going to help me and then be let down when burns can't help them right you, you, you protect yourself from from disappointment like tomorrow i might might be another day of procrastination and if i feel discouraged i can and, and hopeless i can i i can kind of keep myself from going on a roller coaster of, of, of being being up and down right so it has that protective function yeah, uh -huh. yeah uh -huh. so you can put protective and and another thing um it, it it seems to me it shows that you're honest and realistic because procrastination has been a problem for you yeah and and so you're you're facing the truth in in a way yes is that important to when you have a problem to face to, the to truth? To face the truth, absolutely. So you can add that, and you know, fa fa facing the truth, and uh, and then uh, fr frustrated. Ninety-five. Well, we already leaked that one. What What are some good things about being uh, frustrated? Yeah, I, I loved what you said about that. Um. And for me, uh, yeah, it's, it's part of the perseverance or like, um, like I'm not going to just stop. If I weren't frustrated, I would just kind of resign myself to how things are. Yeah. Won't, won't stop and give up. Right. I'm, I'm going to live my dream. I'm going to persevere. And then we've got annoyed and irritated, 70%. What, what, what are some great things about being annoyed and irritated? Um, that I'm, that I, yeah, it's, it's kind of like the won't stop. I, I, I'm not going to tolerate, 
I don't want to tolerate things that are getting in my way. Yeah. Like I, I'm willing to see that things are getting in my way. I'm willing even to see that I'm getting in my way. Yeah. Is that and, important? Yeah. We'll put, put that down. That's well, well stated, I think. Yeah. Part of facing the truth there, I yeah. think. Yeah, and, and also, would this annoyance and irritation give you energy, like the anxiety? Definitely. Yeah. Is that important, to have energy? Yep. Okay, so you can add that. And then our last category, and then we'll get on to, to, to methods uh, once we've done a, a little quick uh, certain kind of wrap-up of, of, of this, but you're, you're overwhelmed 95%. What, what's great about being overwhelmed? Well, by being overwhelmed, I don't have to experience trying and failing. Put that down. So, would you say that's a kind of a, a comforting thing in a way? Yeah, I mean, it's it's that's a weird one, right? Because it's like. Well, if I don't try, then I'm definitely not gonna get there, or I'll get there super slowly. Um, but yeah, it's so it's showing that I'm looking for ways to take to like take care of myself. Is that important? Yeah. Put that down. L l looking uh, for, for for ways uh, uh, to to take to take care of myself. There's, there's another neat thing about being overwhelmed. Um, I, I can suggest it to you, see if it, see if it resonates. Would it be a way of, of, of reminding yourself that indeed uh, you are maybe pushing yourself to, to do too, too much or, or that an awful lot, that, the, that there is you know, a, a tremendous amount on your plate and that that and that that's you know realistically the case meaning that one possible reason i'm overwhelmed is that i'm trying to do too much and it would be yeah. helpful to see see that yeah. and learn Just, how to limit yeah. myself put, yeah, yeah 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 put that put that down the uh, uh, at, at one point there's this really great guy, Jeremy, that I'm working on this app with. He's he's just fantastic. He's a wonderful programmer, and you know he has had this dream of working with me to develop develop this feeling good app or feeling great app, or we're going to call it. But we're really ambitious in what we're going to put into this app. And my wife was telling me, David, don't do this. You're so over. You're already working 200 percent, and then this is like adding a new startup type of thing on top of everything. And uh, and then my publisher said that we, we want you to edit the, the book within two weeks. Uh, they had edited and wanted me to, you know, respond to, to, to the edits and and all these things. And then they, the psychotherapy networker said, we want to reveal your book at the networker conference in March. And, and we want you to fly to Washington, D.C. and give two presentations. And that was only like four weeks away. And then Google called and said, we want to give you a Google talk on International Happiness Day, which was the day, and I was going to have to give that talk and race to the airport and fly to Washington, D.C. And 
and so I, I told Jeremy, listen, I'm really kind of, and I had other chores too. And I said, listen, I, I'm really kind of t- tied up for the next couple, couple of weeks. And then he got to saying, well, you know, maybe you're not going to have enough time to do the app. And, and maybe we should just decide to, to give up on it. And, and that was some wise words th- that he had. And I found myself feeling relieved. Hmm. I've wanted to do this app for 40 years. I've been figuring it out in my mind. But I suddenly thought, oh, my gosh, if, that would be so great to fail. <laughs> and then I hang out with our little kitty. And, and, and I just got such a wave of relief. And then... I, I was just very nice. I said, well, gosh, I, you know, I, I feel so badly because I love working with you, but I, I totally understand if, if that's, you know, if blah, blah, blah. And, and then, of course, once you let go, the universe comes to you. And then he suddenly said, oh, well, if you could just do two days a week, that, that would be enough. <laughs> so I said, okay, yeah, that, that, I mean, I can, I, I'm sure I can do, do that. And now that all those conferences are canceled, I have a lot of time to work on it, but that thing of being being overwhelmed and noticing that that, that you're overwhelmed, I think is is very important. My wife can see it before before I can see it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so now I have a question for you. You 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 said you want to press the magic button and make all these negative feelings disappear, so you'd feel euphoric, and 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 at the same time. We've looked at the list of positives of, of your feelings, uh, like uh, sadness, anxiety, guilt, etc., et and it shows that you're ambitious, and, and your ambition uh, uh, results from, from your high standards, and, and these have motivated you to, in reality, achieve a tremendous amount in your life, and and your anxiety keeps you vigilant, gives you a warning that you're not achieving some things that are important to you and shows your sense of responsibility and gives you a fuel to take action. And it tells you that you're doing important things that you don't want to let slide. And your guilt shows that you have a moral compass, that you have high, again, that you have high standards, that you believe in yourself. And your defectiveness uh, shows that you're realistic because you are defective. You you are inadequate and always will be. Uh, we, we we have these flaws as as human beings, and and, and you're 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 facing the the truth. Uh, you you're holding yourself accountable, uh, and uh, and shows you want to be a role model, and and it shows your humility. And your humility is, is a kind of spiritual quality that binds you to, to others uh, that we all suffer and, and binds you, connects you to even to, to the universe, you, you said, and, uh, and, and allows you to be close to, to, to people that, you know, the people that you're connecting with today is going to be, uh, to, to my way of thinking, pretty, pretty tremendous and and powerful and meaningful and and your feeling alone shows how much you value connection it is hurt you you want a father to be there and to tell you you're doing okay and to 
uh, and and others as well. And it hurts to to, to be alone because you you yearn for intimacy and 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 for contact. And then your feeling of embarrassment and humiliation sh- shows again your high standards. Uh, that that uh, you you want your life to have meant something. What a what a beautiful thing that is. And that you that you value acceptance for, from others. And then your discouragement shows that you have a vision, and 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 also that you're, you're you're facing the truth in the fact that 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 maybe you you can't do all these things like in a day, and and maybe can kind of uh, protect you a little from disappointment and getting your hopes up, and then finding another day has gone by and you you procrastinated again and. Um, and the frustration shows that you're that you're not someone who's going to give up. That you're going to persevere. And your anger shows the same thing: that you're not going to tolerate this, and and that uh, the anger can give you energy. And then overwhelmed, it, it can be can be comforting to 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 notice that you are asking an awful uh, awful lot of your yourself, and maybe that you deserve a, a little comfort. And so, um, if the question then is, is uh, why in the world would you want to press that magic button? Because when your negative thoughts and feelings disappear, all of these positives are going to go down the drain at the same time. Right. I, I want to keep those positive things. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. then what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? I'm, I'm super curious. Um, well, I'll yeah, speak. if the magic button, if the magic button would have just gotten rid of all that stuff, that that wouldn't have been too great. Right. Yeah. So suppose we had a magic dial. I can send you one of those for your show notes, too, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a three-part podcast or something. Uh, but um, uh, let's say we had a magic dial and we could dial each emotion down to a level that would be a lot more acceptable. Uh, and you could still keep all this list of we must come up with at least 20 or 25 powerful positives. How, 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 what would be an ideal level at, at the end of today's session? How sad, down, and unhappy would you want to be? That's been 85. What would be a, a good level of that? Because there was some sadness is indicated. Yeah, I mean, 10 to 15, 10, yeah. 10 to 15, great. So I'm writing that in the goal column on the on the daily mood log. Uh, your anxiety is 85 to 90. How anxious would you want to be? How much anxiety would you need to keep the benefits of the anxiety? Um, yeah, 10. I like 10. 10. 10's a good yeah, number. That's- Good. How uh, guilty, uh, remorseful, bad, and ashamed would you want to be today? Can that be a zero? Yeah, yeah. That's what the Buddha said. <laughs> we don't need any any of that stuff. Shame, <sighs> guilt. How inadequate and defective do you want to feel? That's been uh, sixty-five to seventy. Hmm. Yeah, that can be like a five. Uh, yeah, that's a good number on that. How alone do you want to feel? I mean, yeah, I can have that be a five. Like, I like the, oh. I like feeling like I'm good. Like, you know, like I don't, 
yeah. need other people, but like I'm good right. by myself, but yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I love yeah. it. How, how embarrassed and humiliated do you want to feel? That's 50. Yeah. That, that I wouldn't mind if that were a zero. Zero. Great. How discouraged do you want to feel that that's 85? That could be five. Five. Great. How uh, frustrated, stuck, thwarted, defeated. That's 95. Well, if I need it for those feelings, I would, I would take five. But if I don't need it, then it would be a relief to not feel that. But so why don't we put zero to five? Okay. Yeah. Uh, how uh, annoyed and irritated do you want to feel? Um, yeah, let's make that a zero to five as well. Is that enough? You, we wouldn't need 10% for energizing purposes? Um, zero to five is fine, but... No, I, I'll, let's make it a 10. Sure. Yeah, okay. Right, 10. And then how overwhelmed do, do you want to feel? Um, I'd like to find other ways to care for myself than being overwhelmed, so... I mean, the goal would be zero. You want to feel not overwhelmed with this long list of undone tasks? Right. I just want to feel like, okay, that that's what is. And yeah, oh, like, yeah, I don't want to feel overwhelmed. Great. We'll put a, put a zero there. All right. And now, now we're done with the assessment of, of, of resistance and we're ready to go on to, to methods and start smashing some of these ne negative thoughts. But uh, just, uh, you know, maybe for uh, one, one minute, what was this experience like for you so far? Um, so that process of um, going through and coming up with uh, the values and like what's right about these negative emotions that that's very that's very profound to like to realize those things and and i'm feeling yeah i'm feeling just kind of moved that they're all there like below the surface of those negative feelings um yeah what was challenging for me in like going through the goals that we just did is that part of me wants to just say zero for all those things or like right i noticed right. like with overwhelm in particular like yeah i want that like i don't want to be overwhelmed um so i wasn't sure like what the right thing to do was whether it's like well the right thing is to want like a few percentage points of this thing yeah, you know, I think you made good good choices. You can, you know, things will often change once we get to working together. But what we've done here is to make a kind of deal with your subconscious mind, because you see, the reason you have these things is 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 because of these values that, that you have. Yeah, and you know what? I just had this insight about overwhelm. I don't think I would want to feel overwhelmed all the time, but I think like having a touch of overwhelm as an indicator of like, oh, there's too much in front That's of me. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, so let's raise that from, from zero. Yeah, I'd, I'd make that a five. 
Uh, five, right. Yeah. And uh, your numbers are great. Your goals are great. But it's a huge error for people to put all zeros. Yeah. Because then they're not listening to themselves. Right. To, to, to what, what's really positive. And then paradoxically, they, they, they resist. Right. Uh, but, but, but once you see what's really great about being upset, so suddenly you don't have that much of a need to be upset. And, and in addition, you don't have to be ashamed of being upset. You can be proud of being depressed and anxious. You can be proud of being ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but let's, let's, yeah. let's push ahead here. Now, you've given me <clears throat> seven um, just great negative thoughts that we've written down, and um, you're welcome. Which, yeah, which, which one would you would you want uh, to uh, see if we can challenge first? Which one do you want to work on first? They're all really good ones. Uh, let's do the. I'm not capable of being that organized. I should be able to do this and figure this out. Let's see. Um, Those were kind of the same. Okay, that's number one and two, kind of okay. like. Okay, yeah, I guess I lumped them together. I'm not sure I can be that organized, uh, and I should be able to do this and figure this out. Let's just break it down into two separate thoughts. Okay. They're, they're both great thoughts. I'm not sure I can be that organized, or, or I, I should mm -hmm. be able to, to figure this out. Yeah, all right, so let's do, um, you're waiting for me. Yeah. Um, Let's do, I'm not capable of being that organized. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah great. Now, um, I, I'm not uh, yeah, ca capable, that, that's a good one, uh, 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 of, of being that, that, that organized. Now, look at the list of distortions on the back of the daily mood log. There's 10 of them, and I think you have a copy of one there. Yep. And let's see if we can uh, pinpoint some some uh, distortions in that thought. Um, well, it feels like all or nothing thinking. G great. Put A-O-N, just the abbreviation in the distortion column, and that's a great call. Uh, and, and tell us why that's all or nothing thinking. Um. Because just saying I'm not capable is kind of ruling it out entirely versus being willing to say like, well, there are some things about this that I'm good at and some things that I'm less good at and which would be more, there'd be more gray versus yep. black and white. Awesome. What, what are some more distortions? Um. Yeah, the I mean, overgeneralization. I'm just looking through the list, and each sure. one, I'm like, so the first one was all or nothing thinking. The next one was overgeneralization, um, viewing OG. OG. So, which is viewing a negative event as a never-ending pattern of defeat, and I think that that's that's part of what's happening here. Is Ab absolutely, yeah. I, I love that. What are some more distortions? So the next one, mental filter, you dwell on the negatives and ignore the positives. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely there. Um, and tell us why. That, that's very true, what you just said, but kind of explain it to us at the fourth grade level. 
Yeah, so um so the conclusion that I'm not capable is highlighting the fact that I didn't get everything done that I wanted to get done, but it's ignoring the things that I did get done or the ways that I did take care of myself or what might have been yep. positive about whatever yep. choices I made. Um, Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Well, well explained. What, what are some more distortions? Um, discounting the positive. <laughs> are they all going to be there, David? Because so far, uh, so well, good. I, at first, when I looked at it, I thought there's only a couple distortions here, but now it's like my mind is opening up and we may find uh, six or eight or maybe even ten. Yeah, so discounting the positive, you insist that your positive qualities don't count. Yeah, that's ignoring all the ways that I am and have shown that I'm capable and that I'm able to learn and grow and change, and that's happening all the time. So I'm definitely discounting it. Yeah. Um, the next anything. Yeah, that's right. What What are some more distortions? Yeah, jumping to conclusions that. Um, so this doesn't have mind reading, but it does have fortune telling. Like I, right, I didn't, right. I didn't today, and I won't be able to tomorrow. Um, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And we can speed through the other five to just to save a little time because you're nailing them all. But it's 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 clearly, you know, magnification and minimization. Right. Uh, blowing it out of proportion and looking at all the things you haven't done and discounting the incredible accomplishments that, that you have done. It's, it's emotional reasoning. I feel it. So it must be true. I feel overwhelmed and defeated. So I am overwhelmed and de defeated and won't, in fact, be, be able to do these things or, or get get more organized. It's a hidden should statement, isn't it? Right. I should have gotten more done. I should have yeah. done these things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, and I should be more organized in, in general. I, I, I And I shouldn't. I shouldn't get overwhelmed. I should just be on top of everything all, right. all the time. And then, uh, is this not true uh, though? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And then I would say it's self-blame. Uh, the only one it isn't is labeling, mm -hmm. but it's self-blame because you're kind of beating up on yourself. Right. And labeling could, I mean, if I'm saying I'm incapable. Oh yeah, that's the labeling. Right. Yeah. So we found all 10. I love that. Yeah. Now um, let, let's. Now that we've got all these distortions, uh, we have a lot of ways to crush a negative thought. But let me just ask you, just a simple in simple terms, can you think of uh, a way you could challenge that thought? What what could you you tell yourself instead of that? You know, is, is that thought true? Um, so okay, this one might be hard for me. Well, let me, may, may, let me make it easy for you. Uh -huh. uh, uh, let's, let's imagine that I'm uh, a, a, kind of like a clone of yours, but a dear friend. Okay. And that I look a lot like you. I'm, I went to the same schools you went to. I got the same grades. My career is a little similar to yours. And, um, and, uh, could, and so you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm li almost like an identical twin. <laughs> but a different human being. Okay. okay. 
and uh, g- give me a name. Well, I'll be, you, I'll be David, and you can be Neil. Great. But I'm not David Burns. I'm, I'm this kind of clone of yours. Could I talk to you for a minute, Neil? Sure. Um, I, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you know, I've been pretty, pretty lucky with my career and with my podcasts, and I've done a lot of things that have been very successful and very, very well, well received. And and lately, I've been almost had the curse of too much creativity or something like that. That I've I've got all these projects on the on the front burner and the back burner, and and I'm, I find myself getting overwhelmed and uh, kind of anxious uh, to think about all the things that that I'd like to be doing. But they're all great things. Um, uh, and but I've been telling myself that I'm really not capable of of getting organized. Um, d- does that seem is that true? Well, Tell me what you think. Yeah, that doesn't seem completely true because if it were completely true, then you wouldn't have been able to do the things that you have gotten done. So. So just stop a minute, because I, yeah. I like what you're saying. It, you're saying that can't be completely true, because if it was completely true, I, I wouldn't have accomplished the many things that I have gotten done. Is that what you just said? That's what I just said. And is that true, or are you just blowing smoke in my face? Well, um... Because that helps me, but I... Yeah, I, I mean, sure some really of the true. things that you've gotten done seemed to me like they would have required some organization on your part. Like you've, you've interviewed a lot of people. You've, you've had to get organized about contacting people and scheduling things and, oh, yeah, and that's true. Yeah. doing the research that you need to do in order to have good conversations with people. And, um, oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Our, our, let me see if that's true. You're saying that I've, I've been actually pretty organized in many, many areas of my life and I've accomplished a lot because I've been organized my, my podcast, my interviews. Uh, and, and while it's true that I have a lot on my plate, almost too much to do all at once right now, that, that, that it's not true that I, I lack the, the the skill of uh, of getting organized is that what you just taught me t- told me yeah yeah that it's right it may uh, and i i appreciate that you added that that there may just be more on your plate than a single human could do in a day um but that wouldn't be about your ability to organize Oh yeah, I love I love what you're saying. Now, is is that true, or are you just bullshitting me? Well, because um, I don't. I want you to be honest with yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, so there may be a skill in there around learning how to say no, or learning how to prioritize, or um, like there may be something like that in there for you that that you could use some help with. Um, so but, you're saying there's some things I could maybe use some help with, but the fact is I have fairly decent uh, organizational skills. Is that what you said? Yeah, because you're getting things done, and that wouldn't happen if you weren't capable of being organized. So could we write that in the in the? And that's hundred percent true. That's a hundred percent true. Put that in the in the positive thought column. Um, uh, I I am overwhelmed 
by a lot, but do have um, good or excellent organizational skills? Is that what you said? Or well, tell me how to write it down. Yeah, what I said was that um, I mean, what I was saying was that you you are you do get things done that require organization, which is evidence to support the fact that you have organizational skills. Okay, write that in the right hand column. Okay. I, I do have uh, do get things done, and that uh, requires uh, uh, organizational skills. Mm-hmm. Okay, were you able to write it there too? Yep. Okay, and how true is that between zero and a hundred? Um, that's a hundred. A hundred. Okay, and, and now how true is I'm not capable uh, of, of being organized or being that organized? Um. Oh, and add to the right-hand column, you, you know, some kind of a disclaimer, although uh, – things are hard for me at the moment or I do have enough, maybe too much to do or yeah. Just so we keep it totally true and the right hand positive thoughts column. Yeah. So I had written, I'm overwhelmed by a lot, but I do get things done and that requires organizational skills. Okay. That's, that's good enough. So now how much do you believe I'm not capable of being that organized? Um, I'd put that at like a 15. 15. And uh, let's put 15 in the after column. And from my point of view, that sometimes you want to smash a thought to zero and sometimes you want to leave it uh, a little because there's a little truth in it. Mm-hmm. So if I, I, I'm thinking 15 would be good enough on that thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if I, if I focus in on the word capable, then it's probably it, zero. It's probably zero because I, I feel pretty capable. And yeah. that dialogue that we had illustrated that there are places for me to grow that would help me do, Put do that better. in the right hand col- column. I add that to the positive thought. I can, I can still, still grow and, uh, and do, do even better. Great. Now that we've smashed this first thought, I'm going to jump up to a new new orbit. Okay. And um, uh, and we'll, we'll see if this will be will be effective. The technique we used was called the double standard technique. Okay. Uh, that a lot of us operate on a double standard, and 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 in a way, you've been bullying yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe you said you felt that your dad did that a little bit. Yeah. And and you and, and 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 then when we did the double standard, when you talked to me, it was a clone of yourself. You you weren't a bully. <clears throat> you were compassionate and and helpful. Right. Now uh, I'm going to be Neil, and you're going to be Neil. Okay. And I'm going to be the bully. I'm going to be the negative Neil. Okay. And I'm going to attack you, and this will sound cruel. But it's actually very loving because it gives you a chance to to uh, talk back and and uh, defeat that that inner bully. Okay. 
And uh, I'm going to speak in the second person you, and you can speak in the first person I. Okay. And uh, are you ready? Yeah, and I just want to admit that I feel nervous about this. Cool. Cool. That might make it more, more, more helpful. But right. if, if you can't beat me, we'll do role reversals back and forth. So <laughs> okay. it, it will be kind of uh, a collaborative. Right. Um, I'll do my what, best. What's my, what's, who am I? What's my name? You're Neil. Yeah, right. Um, could I talk to you for a minute, Neil? Sure. Yeah. I didn't want to upset you because I, I know you're having this session with David and all of that. But I just want you to remember that you're not capable of, of being sufficiently uh, or organized. Well, that's not true. I'm, I'm perfectly capable of being organized. There are some skills that I still need to learn to help me along the way. Great. Who won? I think I won. I thought so too. Did you win big or small? Well, I was curious to see what you were going to say to what I, <laughs> to what well, I, I thought said. You blew me out of the water, but I yeah. want to see, you know. Yeah, I mean, it felt it felt big. Like that's, yeah, this, what I countered with was an absolutely true statement that couldn't yeah. be argued with, really. Exactly. And did you win big or huge? I'll say big. Big. Do a role reversal. Okay. You be the negative. I'll, I'll be the positive. All right. So, Neil... Yeah. Um, hi, Neil. Hi. Um, I'm I, never lonely. You're always around, beating <laughs> up on me. What's right. going to be this time? I'm always here. Um, yeah, I wanted to let you know that Yeah, I appreciated that whole dialogue you had with David, and I'm here to remind you that you're not capable of being that organized. Well, actually, I have a much worse problem than that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's the worst problem? Uh, listening to your bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the fact is, I'm a pretty organized guy, and I'm kind of overwhelmed right now. And that's because I've been listening to you. Yeah. Who won? You did. Big or small? That was big. Big or huge? That was huge. Yeah. And how, how did I do that? How did I get to huge? Uh, you made a boundary. You voiced anger. And, yeah. Um, the mean inner voice. Yeah. See, you think the solution is to get started on stuff. To get stuff accomplished. But we're moving in a different direction of uh, acceptance and, and, and self-love uh, rather than, you know, beating the horse with a whip. Um, yeah. Uh, the idea behind it is, is what I've discovered is when I pressure myself to do something really great, um, it generally doesn't work out very well. And, you know, when, when I give myself a break and, and, and accept myself, things flow much more beautifully. When, when I was in medical school, I was a total screw-up because uh, I never should have gone to medical school. 
I, I wasn't even a pre-med student at, in college, but one of my advisors told me, I want to be a psychologist. He said, oh, you've got to, I want to be a psychologist. He said, oh, you have to go to medical school. And I never wanted to be a doctor, but I did it because I was told to, to do it. And, and I went to Stanford. I dropped out for a year on two different occasions. I had a fear of blood. I had no desire to, to be a doctor. I couldn't identify with the other students. I didn't care about anatomy or, or biology. But then when I finally decided to go ahead and do my internship and residency at a county hospital here in the Bay Area, I had a tremendous experience and tried to make up for my bad behavior. And I worked like a hornet. And, and I actually became a good doctor. And, and then I moved to Philadelphia to finish my residency. And one of my advisors, uh, who, who didn't know what a screw-up I was in medical school, he knew how hard I was working as a psychiatric resident and had worked as a medical intern. And he says, there's one thing I want you to keep in mind, David, when you go to Philadelphia. And I said, what's that? He says, well, remember, take at least one day a week or, or at the very least a half a day a week to just to stare at walls. <laughs> And, and what he was saying is, you know, you work hard and you're accomplishing amazing things, but r remember to, you know, give yourself a break at least a half a day a week. And I always remembered that. I would take Sunday afternoon and watch the football games and hang out and watch TV in my bed and the cat would get on my lap and purr and I'd start to feel guilty. But then I remember what this guy, Miles Weber Dr. Miles Weber told me. But anyway, let's, let, let, let's see, you know, the, the idea, and I still work like a hornet and accomplished a lot, but it was the idea that, that I could be loving toward, toward my, myself. And um, let, let's see if we can continue with this now. Uh, now. Can I talk to you for a minute, Daniil? Yeah. You know who I am. You're Neil Stell. Yeah, and um, I, I, I'm thinking that uh, you, you're just not capable of being uh, that organized as organized as as you should be. Yeah, who the fuck do you think you are telling me that? Like, <laughs> I could <can> see it. <laughs> <laughs> who won? <laughs> Isn't that cool? That is cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You beat me on that one, but but I have this other thing I wanted to mention to you. Okay. Um, you should be able to to do this and figure this out. I can do this and figure this out. Uh, who won? I feel like I won. Big or small? That was a big win. Big or huge? There's somewhere in the middle there. <laughs> okay, do, do a role reversal, because we want to get to huge. All right. Uh, Neil. Um, yes, hi. Hey, yeah. Um, you really, you should be able to, you should be able to do this and figure this, figure this stuff out. You're right, I have figured it out. Have you? Yeah. Enlighten me. I'm going to stop listening to your bullshit. That, that, that's my solution. I'm a plenty capable guy. Okay, and what if I keep speaking? Well, I hope you do. I, well, that way I'll never be alone. I'll never feel lonely. <laughs> Go ahead. Hit me with some more of your bullshit. 
Um, you know, I'm not bright either. When you say I, I should be able to figure this out and do this, I don't even know what you're talking about. What are you referring to? Yeah, I'm telling you that you should be able to get everything done that you want to get done, and you should oh, be able to now, organize that, 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 your time. That, that's that's horseshit, and you know it. I'm trying. I'm taking on too much. I should probably be able to do less rather than more. That's that's my issue. You're you're just constantly putting me down. You're whipping me. Well, if you're going to do less, that sounds good, but I don't believe that you'll be able to figure out what things are the most important to do. Well, you know, I've, I've done a lot of important things in my life. <laughs> I've figured them all out. I've done all of those things. I, I can figure out what's important and what's not important. I've done that all my life. And what's most important is to stop listening to you trying to make me miserable every minute. Bug off. Or to quote the Buddha, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Who won? You won. Well, let me ask you something here. <clears throat> this self-criticism, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's not something we should give up. What are some benefits of, of, of criticizing yourself like this? Because that's what we're really talking about. The benefits are um, being able to see clearly. Potentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, not when it's amplified by just seeing the negative, but yeah. the, the inner critic can look at a situation and he can, he can identify like when standards aren't being met or when yeah, right. um, things That's right. aren't known that need to be known or, um, yeah, yeah. And so maybe that's not something that, that we should change today. Well, I think enlisting those positive attributes, like if I had to choose something, I would, you know, in terms of like feeling the, or hearing the shitty thoughts or, mm -hmm. um, yeah or telling those that part of me to like get lost, I would choose get, to have him get lost. And you know, what's it's powerful for me to hear you as me talk to that voice that way. And I think, yeah. um, okay, this is just what's occurring to me, which is that there was a time in my life where not only was I not encouraged 
to set a boundary like that, but I was discouraged from setting a boundary like that. So if I heard something critical, you know, let's be honest from a parent, then as a kid, I wasn't allowed to speak like that. I don't have to listen to your bullshit. There would have yeah. been some pretty serious consequences sure. for that. Um, sure. But now hearing it directed toward this part of me, it's like there is something really empowering about like, yeah, I don't have to listen to this bullshit. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Um, but it's it's risky because I'm 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 suggesting you settle for mediocrity. Right, which I don't want to do. Exactly. So maybe we should keep up the inner bully. Can't he be something other than an inner bully? Yeah. Well, let, 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 let's let, let's see what what he can do. But this this, this is an, an a thing because you see, enlightenment comes from the death of the ego, the death of the self, and self acceptance, mm -hmm. and, and that's what we're talking about. But Buddha couldn't get the message across. 2,500 years ago, he only had three of his 100,000 followers who understood what he was trying to say. It, 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 acceptance is, see, I, I, for me, it's been such a revelation. I used to be perfectionistic and beating up on myself, and, and it brought a lot of achievement. I won the top award in the world for research on brain chemistry when I was a psychiatric resident doing my postdoctoral fellowship. And I was going to heaven and hell and heaven and hell, this all or nothing uh, thinking. Mm -hmm. And it was the same clinically. I couldn't stand it when I when a patient was saying, you can't help me. It infuriated me. And I argued with them to prove that. I could. <laughs> so, that was usually not very effective. And then one day I decided just to, to accept how flawed I was. And, and when a patient said, you're not helping me, I, I was able to, to say, you know, you're right. And I feel so sad because I care about you. And we've been missing, I've been missing the boat. And you're probably so angry and hopeless. To tell me what that's like. And then suddenly the heavens opened up. It's, it, it's a paradox. Uh, like l letting go of the inner critic is kind of scary because we, we think, wow, that, that's the secret of my success. And what would Neil be without, you know, beating up on himself constantly? Uh, uh, but um, that's what that's what I've learned from my cats too. I, we, maybe I told you this in the earlier podcast, but the, this little guy Obi, who I, we adopted, a, a violent, feral adult male cat, and he came dead to our back, almost dead to our back door, because he'd been in a fight and he was wounded and he couldn't hunt anymore. And he was terrified, and you know, we captured him, brought him to the vet, got surgery, and and he kind of like wanted us to to adopt him. But you, we couldn't get within twenty feet of him. He would try to bite us and snarl, and eventually he became my my best friend in the world. Hmm. We had him for eight good years until he disappeared one night and was hunting. We have a mountain lion behind our house, and I think the mountain lion got him. And and I miss him every day. But he he taught me. That when, when, when you no longer need to be special, life becomes special. Because he wasn't special. And I wasn't special. But when we hung out together, it was like the heavens opened up. It's just kind of like right now. We're just hanging out and you're flawed. And I've been telling you how flawed I have been in my connection with, with my son. But it doesn't get any better than this. Um, 
you know, would would your impact become greater or lesser if you stopped beating up on yourself? That's that's the question. So um, let's just do a couple more more of these, um, and and I'm going to be the negative uh, Neil again. Could I talk to you for a minute, Neil? Yes. And I just want to remind you that you're failing. Well, when I look around at the evidence, I can tell that I'm not failing because there's plenty of good that's happening all around me. And... Um, Yeah, wow, it's really not useful to hear that at all. Who who won or who's winning? Well, I feel like I'm winning and I'm also like I'm I'm reevaluating like whether this critic is necessary or not. Yeah. Right. Because I don't see how it really serves me at all to hear I'm failing. Yeah. So and can you see how mean that is? Yeah, it's super mean. And your whole life is is devoted to compassion and love. Right. Is that interesting? So we're not talking about boosting your productivity. We're talking about a decision to to be loving toward yourself and 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 to and and to trust right yeah i i choose to love myself and i choose yep. to appreciate what i'm accomplishing oh yeah but think of all all the things you need to do you're you're failing you should be doing more you shouldn't be procrastinating your voice is just becoming like a tiny whisper to me because actually there's I'm doing just fine and there will be times that I do more and times that I do less and your tone of voice isn't helping me at all who, who, who won? I won big or small? big Big or huge? That feels huge. Huge. But uh, great, great. But but you beat me on that last one, but I have something else to tell you. I'm not sure I want to hear you anymore. Actually. Yeah, well, I'm just, I just want, to, well, you can deny this, but I just want you to know that your father was right. I knew that one was coming. <laughs> um. My, I mean, there, there's just no basis in fact with, with what you just said. Like, so it just shows me how full of shit you actually are. Cause actually my father doesn't know me right now. So there's no way he could be right about me. Um, unless it was a lucky guess. Um, do you think he'd want to listen to this recording? <laughs> I'm not sure. That'd be kind of interesting. I'm not sure. Dad, if you're listening, 
What do you want to tell him? If you're listening, I love you. And the voice that I associate with you from when I was a kid or even from today, that voice isn't welcome. And what I love you, you. I want you to be in my life. What, what do you need from him? What, what, what do you want to hear from him? What would you hope to hear? I would hope to hear that you, that you love me. I would hope to hear that you are curious about what I'm doing with my life. And I would hope that you'd find it within yourself to um, get to know the standards by which I judge my life and to appreciate me from there. Do you, would, would, would you want him to be proud of you? I would love for him to be proud of me. Um, that was uh, beautifully, beautifully stated. Are there any of these negative thoughts that uh, still have uh, any sting? At this point, when I look at any of them, I would say that they don't have sting. I'm able to like look at it and be like, okay, like here's what's true about that, and and here and if there is something true, like I'm looking at the there's not enough time yeah. and no way I can do all this, and I'm like, well, yeah. that may be true on some level. Be, you know, there there may be too much, but like the thought itself doesn't have sting. The power. Yeah. 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 Right. Was that sad right now when you were talking to your dad? I feel I feel sad. I feel sad cuz Yeah, I don't. So the thought that comes up is I don't know if I'll ever get that acknowledgement from him. I don't know if I ever will. And if I didn't ever, that would suck. Yeah. But maybe even that's a thought. Cause yeah. Well, we don't need to go the, that, that far and we'll wait and see what happens. But maybe that <laughs> sadness would be a, a healthy sadness. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that would be healthy sadness. So do you want to go through your list of emotions and see how you're feeling at this moment? Let's do that. Okay, well, let's start out with, with, with sadness and feeling, let's think about the kind of maybe unhealthy sadness you were feeling at the beginning. How, how's, where are you on that now? Yeah, I don't, I don't feel that at all. Okay, put, put a zero there. How anxious are you feeling right now? Not at all. Uh-huh. And, and how uh, 
let's see, uh, uh, ashamed and guilty are you feeling? Zero. Zero. How incompetent and, and in, or no, inadequate and effective are you feeling? None. None. How, how alone are you feeling? Maybe five. Five, good, yeah. That's a good one to hang on to a little bit. How humiliated and embarrassed are you feeling? I'm not feeling that at all. Mm-hmm. How uh, discouraged? Yeah, zero. Mm-hmm. How frustrated, defeated? Zero. Mm-hmm. How annoyed and irritated? Zero. Mm-hmm. How overwhelmed? Yeah, I'm not feeling overwhelmed at all. And then just two quick questions, and and uh, uh, we can we can kind of wrap up. See if there's any homework for you. <clears throat> But the first question is, are these changes real, number one? And number two, if so, what caused the changes? Because, uh, you know, a lot of people would say this is impossible to go from, you know, 90 to, to zero and 85 to zero. And, you know, was, was this real? And, and then what, what caused it? Well. What were the healing dimensions? Yeah, so does this is this real? This feels real to me. Um, I know that's one of those distortions, though, that I feel it, and it must be so emotional reason, reasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, well, those all those feelings, like now that those now that those thoughts. are so clearly ludicrous or erroneous or the voice that's saying them is like such a tiny whisper um, that like I like even putting myself back in like the situation of the end of the day I don't feel them inflaming like i feel like oh okay that's just like it's just the day i just kind of feel well you used the word acceptance earlier yeah and um yeah there's something about that acceptance that restores my hope yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah. Say, I'll I'll be the positive Neil. You be the negative. Say, Neil, you should say, Neil, you shouldn't procrastinate so much. Neil, you shouldn't procrastinate so much. Actually, I plan to procrastinate a bit more. Okay, Neil, but how will you get things done if you're procrastinating all the time? Well, I'm not going to uh, try to get things done all the time. That that just listening to your bullshit. I get a lot, an awful lot done, and I've decided to give myself a break. And I think I'll continue to get uh, tremendous things done, amazing things. But but right now, the thing I'm going to get done is to to turn you off. Yeah. 
I can feel that part of me wanting to step back from the harsh criticism yeah. and be like, okay, let me help you collaborate. Like let, let's work on this together. Yeah. I can, right. I can do it without judging you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, for, for homework, um, since these negative thoughts, I can guarantee they'll come back mm -hmm. because they've been with you and your whole life. They'll come back from time to time. But the techniques that work help you the first time will always help you. Uh, and the, the technique was, was just to recognize that, that this is just uh, some meanness going on and, and to tell it, tell it to bug out using yeah. fairly strong language and, and, to, and to make that, that decision to do that. Yeah. But some practice will be helpful too. So you have your daily mood log and we didn't write down all the positive thoughts and how much do you believe in them and how much do you believe in the negative thought. That would be good good homework to finish your your, your daily mood log. Mm -hmm. And uh, let, let me just uh, ask you a couple final questions uh, here. Usually, because uh, we're not face-to-face, -face, I, I have people uh, rate me on empathy. All the therapists I try and do this on helpfulness and, you know, things like that. How would you rate me on, on uh, warmth and empathy and understanding in today's session? Yeah, I'd I'd give you a what what's the scale one to ten? Yeah, that'd be a good way to do it. I'd I'd give you a ten. Great. Yeah. And how how helpful was was the session? A ten for sure. Great. Um, and uh, did you have any negative thoughts thoughts or feelings or negative reactions to to the session? Was there anything about it that you didn't like that turned you off? Um. The only thing is that, yeah, there's like a little part of me when it, when I feel like, oh, okay, I'm going through the formula that, that gets a little irritated or something like, like, um, but it wasn't enough to like keep me from, it was kind of like a begrudging annoyance. Yeah. Yeah. Was that during the positive reframing? Um, <clears throat> or during the empathy or during the working on your negative thoughts? Yeah, I would have said that it was probably kind of the, well, I realized that I had a lot of negative thoughts. So some of it was, some of it was like the, like coming up with the good things, like, like the repetition of that, yeah, which was right. probably really important, but that was that was challenging. And then during the positive reframing, yeah, the positive yeah. reframing, and then at the end, that felt it felt risky to like to take a stand or to like like. So yeah. when when you were modeling that, I was like, oh shit, like that's. So there was a little bit of like, oh, like I'm being really called forward to like, to take a risk. And for me, yeah. it's a risk to tell my inner critic to fuck off. Yeah, um, right. And, you know, that I don't have to listen to your bullshit. Yeah. And if you yeah. tried to get me to do this the first seven years of my career, I, I would have said, go to hell. 
I'm going to achieve this. I'm going to live up to these standards. It is, it is a scary thing, and that's kind of what makes it exciting. So that's that's great feedback. And then also, uh, was there anything you particularly liked or that was helpful to you? Yeah, well, like I just said, your modeling was really helpful. And um, that that you've been so patient and generous with your time and and thoughts that's been really helpful and um it was my pleasure it's just yeah. uh, you know you're you're just a wonderful person to hang out with <laughs> thank you you are too i really enjoy Amanda our time Slate. together yeah yeah thank you and you're very welcome for everyone who listened through to all of that thank you for listening and um uh, we'll we'll get the daily mood log available. We'll make sure that's available for everyone so that they can go through that. And um, assuming that's okay with you. Oh yeah, Maybe. yeah. They yeah. In fact, I can uh, if you finish it and then send it to me, I can type it up and send you a nice a nice looking one as a PDF or something. I I actually was typing right into the PDF, so I've I've got it all. Oh, here. awesome! Yeah. Beautiful. So I'll have that up as an example for everyone listening. And um, the goal was for for all of you who are going through whatever you're going through right now. And right now could be hopefully at some point in the future when all of the current madness is over. And maybe it's right now in the middle of all of this corona, coronavirus stuff that you find some some solace in this process. And and um because it was so helpful for me. Yeah, and maybe we just make a comment to, to them because we kind of forgot all about them. But but it, but but yeah, I mean, we could have done the coronavirus thing too. I've been doing that so slightly, same techniques, but slightly, slightly different. But what, what's important here is the details of your life will be very different from 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 Neil's, and we're all different as human beings. But sometimes in our suffering, it it, we're, we're, it comes together, and and uh, I'm sure a lot of people listening to the podcast right now will be able to say, "Wow, I, I can recognize beating up on myself a lot too, and maybe recognize some of those ten cognitive distortions and 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 your thoughts, and that it's not so much what happens to you, but but the way you you, you think about it." Uh, that that uh, cre creates your emotions, and and you saw that so clearly. It's not the fact that you have all these cool projects that that you know need need some time and attention, but the fact that you're being self-critical and, and and beating up on yourself. And then the fi final idea is that it's when you change the way you think, you can change the way you feel. And if you want to learn more about these techniques, my uh, again, this is self-promotional, so I apologize. But my first book, Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy, has been helpful for many people who are struggling with, with depression. Uh, research indicates that 65% of the people who who read it recover uh, from depression or improve dramatically in four weeks. And I'm hopeful by the time you hear this, my new book, will, uh, Feeling Great, uh, will be out. And that has all the research and development of the last 40 years that I didn't have available when I wrote Feeling Good. Uh, so I hope that'll be helpful to, to folks too. Great. Well, we are definitely, definitely looking forward to your new book, Feeling Great, and uh, excited to hear that that's imminent. And, uh, and yeah, feeling, feeling good, 
big recommend on that one. I've I read through it, and it's uh, it's there's a reason that it's stood the test of time. So uh, thank you so much, David, for being with us today and being with me. Um, so great to spend time with you as always. Yes, thank you, Neil, and have a great day. And thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening to another episode of Relationship Alive. If you like what you've heard and want to make it easier for other people to find out about us, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have questions or comments or want to continue the conversation, you can always join our Relationship Alive community Facebook group. And for more information about today's episode, visit us online at neilsatin.com slash podcast. Or you can always text the word PASSION, P-A-S-S-I-O-N, to the number 33444 for more information. Finally, do you have a burning question that you're hoping we can have answered here on Relationship Alive, either for a future or past guest? Let me know and I'll see what I can do. Take care and see you next time.